Hello, sisterhood. We are so lucky today here in Sydney, Australia. Annabelle Chauncey is here. She is doing good and having fun in the world, and we are so happy to meet her. Annabelle, um, say hello to your sisters around the world and tell us a little bit about your story. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name's Annabelle. I'm the CEO and founder of School for Life Foundation. I founded School for Life 10 years ago when I was 21 years old. And I have three schools, which I've built over in rural Uganda, that are educating 1,000 students um, and providing communities with access to clean water, healthcare, vocational and skills training, and nutritious meals. Okay, wait a minute. Now, how can you, a nice girl <laughs> like you, change the life of so many people in Africa? Okay, so go back a little bit. Sure. So what took you to Africa and what got on your heart to make you take this action for good? Yeah, good question. I was studying to be a lawyer uh, at Sydney Uni, beautiful university. I was so lucky to have an amazing opportunity. Um, but to be honest, the wheels fell off a little bit for me halfway through the degree. I just couldn't find you know, the drive and the purpose in what I was studying. Um, I was really struggling to understand how contracts and constitutions and, you know, um, criminal law and all of these big heavy papers that I was reading and cases from the past were going to actually be able to equate into real life for me. So I was sort of dragging my feet to uni every day and I think sometimes, you know, you find yourself in these situations where you are where you think you should be, but it's just not making you tick. Right. Yeah, so I decided to put my uni degree on hold for six months. Um, I signed up to a program to teach English to children in Kenya. And I jumped on a plane and went over there. And when I arrived in Kenya, six weeks into that trip, it erupted into civil war. Oh, goodness. Yeah, around the time of the election. And there was a lot of unrest around, um, you know, corrupt election and I um, was evacuated across the border into Uganda. So when I found myself in Uganda, I didn't have anything to do because I wasn't part of you know, an organized program anymore. And I just sort of had to roll my sleeves up and just find something to do. And I had a look around and you know, in the rural areas of Uganda, what I was blown away by was, was the lack of education. And for those children who do have an education, more often than not, they're walking between five and 10 kilometers to get to school. Mm. The school's a mud hut. They don't have pens and pencils. They don't have shoes on their feet. They don't have books in front of them or desks. Quite often their teacher hasn't even been through a full course of education themselves. And I just thought, you know what? It's incredible that where you're born can have such an impact on the life and the choices that you're gonna have. Absolutely. And it's not fair, you know. It's not fair that because I was so lucky to be born into a country like Australia, that my life and my choices and my future could be so different to a child who'd been born in Uganda. Mm -hmm. So I resolved myself to make a difference. And I truly believe that education is the greatest way that you can make a difference because it's a gift that you can't take away from somebody. And so I decided that I wanted to build some schools. And I think sometimes when you start to put one foot in front of the other, you know, these big lofty goals start to become a reality. And for me, that's how it all started. Oh, goodness. And the schools you have built, um, I believe from studying all about you in 2011, you opened up your first primary that's and right. vocational school. And then again in 2015, so mm -hmm. you have three schools running 
120 staff, 680 students is what the website says. Yeah, new, new intake this year, so a thousand now. A thousand now. <laughs> and I have to call you out to be a Paul Harris Fellow from Rotary. I'm also a oh, Paul Harris Fellow, awesome. so I love Rotary. And yeah. it sounds like that they've been a part of you. Huge and, part of our journey. Oh my gosh, winning the um, Medal of Order of Australia in 2015 and the New South Wales Young Woman of the Year. Um, so many wonderful accolades. So Thank obviously you. you're stepping into your greatness. You're doing this hard work, but how how is it funded and and how how do you as this person lead three mm. schools already and all these students? Yeah, it's 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 not easy, um, and I juggle a lot of balls. And you know, over here in Australia, I've got a very small team, and we're responsible now for raising just over two million dollars a year. So it's sort of grown from raising ten thousand dollars to now, you know, two point three million is what we're raising. So wow, yeah. So it's a struggle. Um, it's but it's a struggle that I love because I find the fundraising to be extremely fulfilling. I really like bringing people in around the vision. I love um, how people can feel when they feel connected to a community and I feel like that's what philanthropy can do for, for people is make them feel like they're part of a greater family or a greater cause outside of just themselves. I think these days, particularly in, in, in a sort of age of digital media, we can get quite stuck in this culture of comparison and also potentially feel quite isolated at the same time. You know, we're so connected, but then we're sort of not at the same time. Right. So what I've loved about School for Life is that I've managed to to build in a whole community of supporters around School for Life and we do lots of different activities to raise funds. We climb Mount Kilimanjaro, We this weekend we're going to climb Mount Kosciuszko in Canberra which would be fantastic. We've got a parent-child trip, we do a big black tie fundraising gala, we've got our child sponsorship program. So it's very diverse the ways that we've raised the funding over the years but the big thing that I think is the linchpin for all of it is that it's quite experiential and I feel that people really feel a strong part of it. They feel very committed and connected to the cause. Yes. And uh, oh, I was just all over your website, just soaking up every inch of everything. And um, I did a little work in Ethiopia oh, with an orphanage and yeah, I'd got to go. to go and visit and actually walk on the steps of the building that we built. Yep. And there was nothing like it that to just stand and, and watch these kids like your children who walk miles and miles mm -hmm. and kilometers um, to get two meals and yep. educated at Project Mercy. Yeah, and it, it's it, incredible, you isn't know, it? changes their life. And the gratitude. You know, I've always said I'd never do what I did if I had to drag the kids to school every day. Mm -hmm. They're there early, you know, the sun's come up, they're there with big smiles on their faces, they dance, they sing, they play. Their place now um, is at school where they can be children, you know, not at home where they might be having to do hard physical labor or, you know, victim to domestic abuse, some terrible situations at home. And they can come to school, they can feel safe, they can be comfortable to express themselves. I just love how much it's changed their lives. Oh, it's so exciting. It's so great. Yeah. So we always ask everyone along this path, when has it been hard or challenging and mm -hmm. what have you learned? You know, I find as um, someone who looks at you from the outside successful and raising two million dollars and your black tie galas and you know winning awards people always make up stories and say <laughs> oh gosh Annabelle you know she just must have a big pot of money somewhere she's just doing good it's not so hard mm -hmm. and really when I d dig into these stories every woman seems to have um, some very good insights for others who are looking to you to be inspired so yeah. tell us um, you know what's challenging and then what have you learned yeah, I hope I can um, 
yeah, do it justice. I mean, look, there's a, there's almost a moment in every week where you think it's so hard. Can I keep on going? So it's certainly not easy. I think um, you know you've got to have resilience and determination. For me, the kids drive me to want to do more. Um, but on the flip side of it, there are times when you just think, you know, after being, you know, hearing 99 no's, you know, the hundredth um, ask is a yes. And the, those one asks in a hundred when people say yes and get on board that, you know, keep you going. So I think, um, look, I've learned a lot about, you know, being a woman in business, um, negotiating some pretty tricky environments in Uganda, particularly as a woman. You know, in Uganda, women's place is in the home. Mm -hmm. So there's an added layer of complexity for me trying to operate a business over there um, but I think at its core what I've learned is that your mindset is an incredible incredibly powerful tool and if you can get your mindset into a place where you see challenges as opportunities for growth that's when you start to change the way that you see obstacles and that's when you start to be able to put one foot in front of the other even when you feel like you can't pick yourself up anymore. So I think it's just about the fact that sometimes it's better not to just think about, oh my God, I've been faced with this challenge. I hate it. I hate having to find new ways forward. I wish it was easy. It's like, well, you know what? I might learn from this or I might not do this right. I might have to pivot or adapt and find a new way forward. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm learning from this and I'm growing and I'm human and I'm not perfect and you don't have to be perfect. It's just about trying to do the very best that you can, I think. And that's such a good message because I think as women too, we grow up thinking, oh my gosh, we have to be it all, right? Exactly. We have to be the perfect shape mm -hmm. and we have to be what society def defines as the perfect shape, the perfect look, the perfect fashion, you know, and, do, and in America, really we're seeing this in our teenagers, you mm -hmm. know, they look at Instagram for their role models. That's right. Right. And they're, it's, it's really, really challenging as a parent of a teen um, to say, wait, 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 that's not real. No. You know, let's go back to the people. And that's uh, one of the reasons we have Boost Power Radio. Let's tell the stories of the real people because we want these generations coming up, right? Exactly. To, to take the reins of, of making those hard choices to make a difference. That's the thing. And yeah, it's not easy. And as I sort of said earlier, I mean, I think one of the challenging parts about growing up as a teen these days is that we've got so much more access to media that we didn't have. I know certainly when I was growing up, I wasn't living in a culture of comparison where I was swiping my way through you know, perfection. Um, but I think no matter what, even if you unpack with these Instagram you know, sort of influencers, they're probably, they've got exactly the same you know, mental struggles and, um, and sort of challenges and um, fears that every, uh, everyone else does. So it's, yeah, it's a tricky world to grow up in these days as a teen, but I think you know, certainly from my perspective, um, what's incredibly leveling is when you're able to help somebody else. Right. Yeah, and use what you have. You don't have to go build schools in Uganda, but use what you have to make a difference. And it might be to your neighbor or your friend, you know, be an ear to listen, to, you know, to a problem or, you know, be able to help out in some way. That's important. You know, that's an important act. Yes. Now, I know people listening are like curious. Um, 
how can they help you? Yeah. You know, a, a lot of the people that will see this, we'll have lots of exposure in the United States. And of course, then we have new friends in Iceland and yeah, in Norway and yeah. Sweden and a lot of places where we're just kind of eking good into the world. We say, do good, have fun. Yeah. So people are curious. So how can they support you? How can they come and visit? And how can we in the US get behind some of your good works? Yeah, awesome. So we have our um, C3 over in America, which is awesome. So you can make a donation um, by contacting us via our website. So our website is schoolforlife.org.au. Um, you could sponsor a child as well. It costs $52 a month to sponsor a child and that provides a child with access to three meals a day, healthcare, clean drinking water, a uniform, books, pens, pencils, everything they need to be successful. Um, or you can just get involved by visiting our website, having a look at what we're doing, signing up to our newsletter to hear more about our programs and what a difference they're making. Super, super. Well, I know people will be curious. I will go back to my organization and I think sponsoring a child might be something we're able to do yeah, and that would be a really great connection for you. And also just know that you have friends uh, in the U.S. that are here to help you. Maybe you'll come over and visit us. I'd love that. Take a little trip. I'd love that. Uh, so <laughs> lastly, we just want to ask you, what is your global statement for women? So imagine, you know, a listener is curious and they're interested in just kind of what you would tell them as a, a woman entrepreneur, as a do-good person in the world. Um, what would be your global statement? I think my global statement to women is not to let anything hold you back. Don't let, don't take no for an answer and don't let people drag you down because if you truly believe in something and you have a strong passion, I know that anything is possible to achieve. Well, perfect. Annabelle Chauncey, School for Life. Again, building schools and empowering children and families and making her difference in the world. And so, you know, as you listen, what is your difference in the world? Uh, start thinking about that. And you can get on board with Annabelle and uh, she would be happy to welcome anyone on her journey. And then, of course, it will become your journey as you get excited and help others in the world. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me.